spirituality, consciousness, health, and mindset. Welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Together, we are all wisdom and knowledge seekers. Hey, what is up everyone? This week on the Send Podcast, me and Chris decided to have an open-minded and fun conversation about the mystery of life. And as you all know, life is an endless, complex and mysterious place and no human can actually fully comprehend what is actually going on in this universe. And it's actually the fun and the joy we get out of chasing the unknown and the mystery itself that was a big catalyst for myself and Chris really embarking on our own journeys. And every single time we asked ourselves and the universe bigger questions about life, our lives just completely started opening up more and more and became so much more exciting. And I'm sure all you guys can resonate with this as well. And when it comes to the mysterious things of life, there is just so many questions that also comes with the notion of un- of the unknown. Are we meant to know the answers or not? Are we meant to understand the workings of the universe inner and outer? Or is it just man and woman's attempt for more, more power and more knowledge? We all love solving problems and bringing closure to certain situations, but is it actually the, the way our brains work by nature? And when we are presented with a situation that seems too easy to figure out, and then all of a sudden you start getting hints of something obscure learning about. We jump to it and we try to use our intelligence tools to, cr- to crack the mystery. And it seems to be that we have sort of a natural curiosity mechanism built within ourselves. That's what I find anyway. And just like a child does when, when they find themselves in a new environment, they just want to explore the thing itself. But why is it actually that the mysteries of life play a huge part in who we are? And why do they actually play a huge part in developing who we are? Whatever happens in life, whether it's in the next hundred years or next thousand years, life will always have one thing in common with people of today. The mysteries will remain. So just before we jump off this one, you can now support the podcast by going to our Patreon page. Patreon allows you guys to crowdfund this thing. And in the process, you get received some really cool rewards. We've never bombarded you guys with stupid ads or products and you can even just pledge $1 every month and every single bit of help we can get will be amazing and it'll really help us take this to the next level. And I just also wanted to say thank you so much to our current Patreon members, Rachel Caldwell, Voltjek Jamazuka, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Jamie Harley and Carl Bertram. Welcome to the Ascend family and thank you so much for believing in us and supporting this conscious movement. So anyway, without further ado, and I know you're going to love this one, The Mystery of Life. What a way to start the podcast. Uh, 
Hello, so, listeners. <laughs> so, anyway, you ready to do this? Ready as ever. Kind of weird. The mystery of life. Yes. So, me and you both know being homo sapiens on this planet. Are we? <laughs> oh, exactly, <laughs> are we? But the human experience, it's so crazy and there's so many things going on around us that we just haven't got a clue what the hell is going on. And it's very interesting because... Um, there's so many times in my life that I've just got to sort of pinch myself and actually realise it's like we're just in a brilliant time where we can chase the mysteries, chase the mysteries inside of our mind. And I think it's just a beautiful time to actually explore the real mysteries in life. Yeah, it's like it does give us a big understanding of what is meant to be known and why. And that's what I think is fascinating about mysteries. Mysteries in my eyes, myself, is I think mysteries are there to give us this intrigue. Like, if you look at, like, life through time, you can sort of understand why mysteries have been a huge part in people's lives. Like, from the idea of safety as well. Like, from the days of the Greeks, like, children and adults were entertained. Like, there was always mysteries about the gods. What do they look like? Yeah. What if they came to Earth? Like, what other stories is out there that we don't know? These are what we're constantly asking ourselves. This is fascinating. I think the good thing is, though, me and you looking at the human experience now and life in general, the universe and everything, mm. we know that everything is a mystery within a mystery within another mystery. And the thing is, no one, us two sitting here now and listeners listening to this podcast, no one can actually fully comprehend what is actually going on in the universe. And that's the amazing thing. Yeah, I know. Your imagination can wonder one way, but deep down, no one knows what the hell's going on. But everyone loves to question it. That's what I love about it. Because when we question it, we open up this different sense of reality. We we forget about the self, but we become all about the everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's so fascinating, really. That's what's opened up through mysteries. I was thinking the other day, I was thinking there's just so much going on around us that we don't understand. Like mysteries in psychedelics, mysteries mm-hmm. through meditation, mysteries through the mind, mysteries in consciousness. We don't even know what happens after death. We don't know what happens before death. There's just so much astral projection, everything. Like, it's like one of the things I always keep asking myself when I like, get me into the mindset of this like is where does all the mysteries lie other than the past the present or the future and when I was trying to think of that answer I was thinking the mysteries are everywhere there's a mystery everywhere we turn in our, in our life that's what's fascinating about it it's a whole idea of the mysteries of the past are equal to the mysteries of the present right now in the, no- the now yeah. and also in the future as well Seeing one thing, one thing that I've had to do as well. You said there's mysteries all around us, but there's just, but no, not everyone sees all their mysteries, and not not everyone sort of taps into them. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've had to do, to sort of, to understand that and tap into that, is to sort of question my own beliefs in my life. And this has been like an ongoing process through my life, is sort of understanding that and getting in the frame of mind that I actually don't know nothing, yeah. so I can be open to new mysteries, and then the new mysteries t- t- send you somewhere else. Have you come from that understanding in your mind where you have to sort of have an open mind to everything is that uh, what you've sort of cultivated yeah definitely I think we all need to have this open mind because we all need it because if we had a closed mind and we only have a, this objective view of the self and we needed like everything was all about me and us and I and then I thought you can't live life on that terms because I did for a while I only think about myself and my actions were all relevant to only me like I never understood the value of other people but when I started accepting other people into my life, they give me something so much more than any than anything I could give myself. And that was like love, support, the idea of like 
um, the others, the idea of uh, friendship, joy, these were all given to me as gifts from other people. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful like about that. it. Something, something that I had to do as well in my journey, I had to start understanding that sort of beliefs actually aren't me. Like the belief itself isn't me. Like I'm just allowing the belief to ro- to flow through us and I'll learn lessons from the belief. Yeah. But I don't become attached to that belief, to, to the belief. That's really interesting, that. See, that's the thing, though, you're not... I've noticed this through my journey as well. You sort of, you're not gonna you know, if you if you attach yourself to that belief, you're never gonna be able to like grow and expand because mm. your worldview is all, always gonna be sort of pinpointing that little box. But if you expand yourself beyond the box, that's when you open to like bigger mysteries outside of that box. Yeah, you wonder where the box ends. Exactly, what's beyond the box? Because <laughs> then when you get the box, there's a box and a box and a box and a box and a box, 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 uh, box, box. My my <laughs> mind goes down them rabbit holes many times. <laughs> Have you found though? Have you found though that your beliefs sort of change from day to day, every single day? Like how how often do you? Because from through my life, I've noticed the sort of my beliefs, my belief system constantly changes all the time. So like even one hour ago, my belief system could change because some some like new sort of paradigm shifting information comes along, and I have the ability to sort of like switch my belief system and be open to something else. Have you found that your beliefs are constantly changing all the time? Yeah, actually, I have. Um... I think as well. I've 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 got a it's written down on my desk right now, and it's um, and I always have have it nearby. It's every action. Yeah, sorry, every reaction comes from an action. So it in my eyes, like everything I do, everything from even lifting me cup to drink my water, that is all an action that changes me as a person. And I think it's very interesting, like. How even the minute details of an action can change the entire course of who you are as a person. I like that. I was reading this um, quote, right, and it said, um, it was talking about on, on the subject of beliefs. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, it was, I think it was from Bruce Lee, actually, and it said, right, it said, a good teacher protects his pupils from his own influence. But I was also thinking about that in terms of, like, for yourself. So we should also protect ourselves from our own beliefs. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. I mean, the biggest. Um, enemy that you'll ever face in life is yourself. Yeah, true, true. And that is who what you're referring to. Really, is like you are your own biggest enemy because no one's going to be harder on you than yourself. No one's going to put you down as much as yourself. No one's going to like support you as much as yourself. You take yourself with you wherever you go, whether you like it or not. Here's something as well. When when you're saying that, that was perfect. What you said there, by the way. But when you've done something in your life, is it ever yourself? Is it ever anyone else who ever let you down? really deep down it's always yourself it's always yourself who lets you down like mm-hmm. see if you were doing if you're pushing yourself like physically in the gym you're the one who ultimately doesn't pick up the barbell it's not not your friend who's with you in the gym yeah it's always back to you all the time it's always down to you it's you always through your power. mind your mind is so powerful and that's why it's so so right in today's society to cultivate our mind because everything right in life right now is trying to grab us grab our mind and that's what we keep we don't understand the whole concept of like what social media is doing, but it's there to grab our attention. It's there to grab our mind. Like there's so many, so many powerful things actually being written in books and so many incredible documentaries, but we keep on getting distracted by little things. Like if, if our phone lights up, then we need to like look at it. We get distracted by a little thing like that because it's it wants our attention of the mind. And you know what I think the distractions do as well, which I've noticed in my life is a distraction stop you from seeing other stuff, seeing other beautiful stuff and seeing other mysteries in life. Because um, the, the process that I've been doing lately, right, I keep asking myself, mm. what is it that, that I cannot actually see? Because um, 
so like I said before, you know what I said when I said to you before about how be- my belief systems constantly change and like hour hour day to day and week yeah. week all the time. But there's certain things that I'm looking back on my life now. There's certain things that I know that I couldn't see a year ago, and how that my perception of my mind's completely changed of certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And there's to sum this up as well, there's a, a bit of philosophy as well. And I touched on this on the um, the um, podcast we had with James Barrett podcast where I was talking about the acknowledge of the fish and the philosophy and it was talking about the, the philosophy was talking about how does it like a fish fish a fish's whole existence lives in water yeah but does the fish actually know the water is wet because it's all it's known all its life so then I actually spun that analogy on myself and asked the question what is it that I can't see because I've known it all my life wow so lately in my life I've been asking myself that question every single thing what I've been doing and it's actually quite interesting what sort of like Tandem tangents, you actually mind sends you on, and what different dim- dimensions, and it got actually got me thinking, right? What if, right? And this is a question I want to pose to you. What if there's actually intelligence all around us right now that we can't see? Yeah, well, I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually do agree. There's intelligence. Um, I've been doing a little thought experiment when I'm when I'm trying to play with my mind and trying to trying to outthink the game as I like to call it and I'll fill up like my jar of co- um, coffee in my cup and I'll look at each and every single like little coffee sp- strand and I'll think to myself is that's millions of millions of galaxies in there mm. right so as soon as I put the hot water in right boom that's the big bang for them and boom it all escalates and it all goes into like th- this one universe and so I keep looking at the coffee cup and now I'm going Right, every millisecond I've looked at this, that's a millennia for them. That's a million years. So, and now I keep looking, and I take like a minute, and then I'll have a drink, and I'll just think to myself, I just destroy civilizations, like vast civilizations, vast histories of the, of their of their universe, and I've actually just created another big bang. As soon as I put, as soon as I drink, that's it. I put my cup down. That's the big bang done. Now it starts again. The rebuilding process again. I like that. What what happens though, right? When you drink the coffee, right, and then you it goes into your system. So we all know that there's universes within side of our cells, right? So what happens when you drink that cup of coffee, and then that coffee goes through all your cells and all your body? Like, does that expand within your body and create new universes within inside your body? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that as well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was thinking, where does the universe lie? Because is that the end of their universe, or is it, or is it actually the beginning of another one? This is this is where all the mysteries lie. This sounds funny though, right? But you know that process you were saying of you like sort of looking at the the coffee from the outside perspective. Mm. That's that's sort of just like stepping outside of the mind. So you sort of stepping outside of the mind, you're stepping outside of the coffee cup. It's the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, you understand definitely. what I mean. But I was thinking about this as well, and um, just imagine, say, if like um, an astronaut is looking down at the planet mm. and he's sort of like studying the Earth from space. The astronaut's going to see more components of Earth than he would have been on the surface. You know what I mean? He's going to see the bigger picture better. Mm-hmm. But I was actually thinking, right, can we actually, now I want to ask you this question, right, but can we actually sort of look at the bigger picture of something while actually being immersed in the thing itself? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people can, but then there's, again, I think there's a lot of people as well who can be very dismissive of such a thing because I think some people, like, they're so dismissive of the bigger picture and they're so transfixed upon themselves that there's no other thing and the only other representation upon it is just them. But the idea of the mystery itself, like, 
like I've said, is to intrigue creative thought. And it's good to ask questions because it helps us evolve as a character. And like it creates this an awareness upon yourself that life is much bigger and holds much more possibility for growth. Like the mystery to me is like the understanding of life and how we can eventually evolve. And that's what the biggest mystery for me is. See, I like that. But when I was saying before as well, I think what I think is beautiful about the human race is we actually have the we have the mental capability to sort of look beyond the thing itself. So we can actually tap into something bigger. We have because we have the capability. We know we have consciousness, so we have the ability to sort of look beyond the thing itself. We don't have mm. to be too pinpoint focused. So, like you said, what you were saying there about some people, you're true. Some people in society are so focused because there's so many distractions going on around us. Mm. But when you are missing the thing, what I like about the human races and what I've noticed about myself and my own mind is that I can start look beyond that, and I can start putting practices in place to sort of like think beyond the thing itself. Do you, do, do that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Was, then you got to ask yourself as well, like Dan, what is the thing? And then it becomes the mystery of what is the thing. So yeah. the ever ever grown understanding of like the mysteries, they'll always be there. And the thing for me, though, is stepping away from the mind. That's what it is for me, because it's sort of like I said before, the mind distracts you. The mind gets in weird. Mm. Not the mind in general, but the things that are in the mind, like the unconditioned mind. Yeah, definitely. that gets in the weird. Yeah, so you've got to sort of step away from that. And that's when you can look beyond the thing itself. Wow. That's that's what I was sort of meaning. But here's something, right? I want to ask you, right? Why do you why does I mean, you might not agree with this, right? But do you do you actually think do you think sort of society um do you think society builds em- emphasis around the mysterious things in life? I would say it does. Like, to be honest, like, I'm I'm not sure what you're gonna go with this, but I'd say it does because if I look at like, I'll take for example the entertainment industry, like it's built around the idea of mystery, like the whole concept of what a mystery is, is to intrigue the individual a want or a desire, and that is to find out the truth. Like people want mystery, right? But if we look to build an emphasis on mystery on a global scale, like in governments and organisations, then if we were to build a society around the emphasis of secrecy and mystery, then that that's what it'll bring. It'll bring like distrust, dishonesty. Like, people become, like, disinclined to believe what is told to them. Like, people, like, long for the mystery, but yet beg to see the truth. Like, unwilling, though, like, um, some people, sometimes both is, like, not possible. Because they become so transfixed on the transfixed on the fact that there's so much, like, mystery out there. And that any possible, like, objective truth that doesn't support their claims is, like, disregarded. So the truth is that many people want to be governed by truth. But even though like, there are people out there that like believe that there are secret government societies that may run the country, they fact they also want the truth. So we are always searching for the truth. So in my eyes, man's desire to find the truth outweighs, in my opinion, his need for mystery. Here's something though, right? Do you not think though in modern day society, right? Because I've thought about this. Do you not like believe that the mon, mon- no, ever ever what you believe ever who who runs the planet or whatever it is or powers to be whatever, but. It's definitely clear to see for me that the way the modern day lifestyle is set up, right, it doesn't allow that time to search the mysteries of life. It doesn't give the individual that time to sort of step out of his own mind and search things in life. Do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think a lot of the education process, what you, what I think you're referring to is like, we are indoctrinated into this system and this system is to limit our conscious thought. Definitely. And... So uh, what I was thinking is like, is if we are actually in this education system and it lowers who we are, 
what the internet is doing right now is opening up all the minds right now. And I think we are finding our own new education right amongst this right now. And this itself is becoming the new society. The the internet is the society that's going to open up the mysterious thought that we do need. And whether that is to find out answers or even just just to enhance our creative thought, I think this is where the the opening of a new age of consciousness will begin. It, I was going to say something. It is becoming something different now because if you look back in the past, who used to sort of like govern all the mysteries in life? Who used to govern all the sort of mm. the, uh, the create, creating that imagination spark in people's minds? And it was sort of like the the mainstream media. But now, like you said there, the human race is becoming something different. And obviously, with the emergence of internet and things like that more people are actually sort of watching YouTube so and what you YouTube and listen to podcasts. So they are becoming the mainstream now. They are becoming the source where everyone's going to. So in a way, society on another side of it, I know I said before, society dumbs people down, but mm. on the other sense now, the way the model's switching around, society is also building emphasis around the mysterious things because the internet's taking over and pushing that. Wow. Oh, damn. I, I, this is going to be interesting, but I was actually talking with someone a day, right? And, um... I was talking to him about the internet, and he says, oh, I've never ever been online in my life. Wow. And I was just thinking to myself, who have I met who's never ever been online? So I actually started asking him questions. I was like, so, like, what's your view on the world? Because I wanted to understand what he thought of the world. Has he ever read a book, though? Yeah, he's, he's read a book. He loves music, composers, and he's he's quite an intelligent uh, man. And I thought, like, why aren't you on the internet? Why aren't you, why aren't you actually... What? How, how can you not resist like all this knowledge and understanding of like the world because the internet itself is like a mystery exactly, you know I mean? it's yeah. a mystery that's right in front of us you know what I mean it's, it's fascinating and it's like he he gets all of his like understanding like of the of the world through news like mainstream news on the television stuff like that and I thought like wow he's he's actually limiting himself to this one program like whereas right now if I wanted to get so many different variables on a subject I can find this right now on the internet which gives me a much broader perspective of life whereas even though he's probably an intelligent man like I, I didn't want to delve too much into, into who his life is or what his life yeah. is but he seemed very intelligent and I thought like he's still getting this one sided view of life so I think the internet is necessary right now for the growth of who we are I don't think I've ever met anyone who isn't online but if you look back at sort of like um, indigenous cultures and things like that, mm-hmm. they they're not on the online in a sense, and they they're so happy. Yeah, they, so they don't have any news or anything. They don't have like the outside influence, which is very interesting. Ex- exactly. So, so then that also raises the argument: is is it actually good to sort of have all that access to in, all that information, or does that just actually cause a bigger a bigger dilemma in the mind? Does it confuse? Does it confuse the real self? Mm. Because there's still there's still times when, I mean, it's hard for me to sort of see this, but there's times for me when I could go deal with how we going on the internet, and I'm just alone with my thoughts, mm. and loads of things come through to us in my own mind, and I question my own things. But then it also makes us a question as well. The days prior being on the internet, how many have that has actually influenced me thought thinking when I'm alone with my thoughts? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much to it. Nice feel for that, man. So maybe maybe we do actually need this little detox of the internet as well on occasion. I think we do. So Dan, here's something I'd like to ask you. Why is the human species drawn to mystery? 
So it's one of the so I, so the re, one of the th- things that I think why us as humans are drawn to the mysteries is because I think what it does is it sort of it taps into something within our sort of like our subconscious mind that deep down we know that's right. So basically, it taps into sort of like this childlike imagination. That's what I think it does because deep down we we all are all children, and we all do just want to sort of play. And I think what what the mystery what the mysteries of life do is tap back into that thing itself. And mm. um, it's interesting because, like I said before, to tie the title the above question before we're talking about, it's interesting because we're living in a time now where sort of, like I said before, modern lifestyle is it's set up now to sort of not allow people to sort of give the, give people at that time to let the mind wander and think of both things and sort of like tap into that like human imagination, right? Mm. But like we said before, the internet's changing. If we look around, sort of our like, um, and I, I sort of look around in our ex, like external environment now, we can see that now it's rapidly changing. Yeah, and we, we, we human beings are sort of becoming something else. But like we said before about how that guy chose not to go on the internet, the indigenous cultures weren't going on the internet. We are choosing to go on the internet. There's so all these different conflicting choices like the human psyche doesn't really—it's getting pulled all over. And it doesn't really know what to, what to, what way to go to and what's right, what's wrong. And um, but however, right? That I've thought about this. So with all that changing all around us, all these different aspects, right? The only thing that's not changing, right? Arguably, that hasn't changed, right? Is our inner self, wow. our spiritual self. So I still think, right? This still, no matter where you're getting pulled in direction. I think about this, and I know I'm getting pulled. Everyone's getting pulled all over in different directions. Mm. There's still that little voice within us all that wants to seek. And wants to find the mysteries of life. Yeah, definitely. but that little voice. What I think about is that little voice seems to be what I've found in my life is it's sort of connected with that deepest truth inside of ourselves, and that it's it's that sort of the inner guide. So it's sort of that mm. inner guide that that's actually like sort of tapped in and it understands what our sort of our uh, body and mind want and our soul in a way as well. But that that little voice, so it sort of reminds you to sort of like listen and pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then messages, we all, me and you both know that their messages sort of come through, with like in, through different signs within the body and stuff like that. And the, it's constantly getting delivered to us and things like that. But what I find is with that little voice inside me, is I do ask myself on loads of times, like, am I doing too much seeking? But that little voice is creeping up in my mind all the time. And the fact that it's creeping up is the fact that I should be chasing it. You've got to ask yourself the question, Dan, is that little voice the truth inside you? I mean, and then you've got to ask yourself the question, if that is the truth inside me, how do I know that it, that truth cannot be broken? How can I know that that truth is a foundation of who I am as a human being? And I think when you can really answer them questions, you can really understand the understanding completely of who you are as a person. But the truth is, I don't know if we can ever get to that point, Dan. I really don't. And I think the human species, it's always being guided like through this intriguing mystery. And even though we have our own truth inside, we always have this like deep connection to life. And and we always have to be open and aware to other things like which can grow us as a person. So we have to like like you said before, we have to be aware that this truth can also be a lie. Just like people like back in the like ages ago used to think science was the truth and then the next evolution of science completely evaporates that we've got to be willing to drop our beliefs like like the nothing 
in that, except- that's what I've seen. I think that that little voice, though, right? The, I think the little voice where I was talking about waiting, tapping, right? Mm. What it, what that little voice does, it, it guides you in the right direction. So it guides you into truths. It guides you into more truths. Mm. So no matter what's going on in your ex- external environment where you're being pulled, like if you look at your life now and ask yourself honestly, how many times has that little voice in your in your life guided you in the right direction? Yeah. Like it. Or if I look back through my life, loads of things, and if I, and I'm not going to dig it too much into them, but. If I ask myself the question, if that little voice has guided me in so many directions and it's led us to the part where I'm at now. And if yeah. I honestly look back and see, see it to myself, should I have listened to the voice? Yes, I should have. Wow. Every single time, there's not one time where it's guided us in the wrong place. So always trust who you are. So always trust it. Wow. And that's what I think screaming. And that's why I keep asking myself the question of like the mysteries in life. Like That's why I know that I should be chasing them. This is what I was Because think- that little voice is screaming. It is. It's, it's definitely screaming, but this is what I want to propose to you as well. Like, just because this voice is screaming, right? It's screaming for the mystery, screaming for the truth. And, like, it's like if someone tells you a riddle, right? And you just become so transfixed on finding out the answer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it drives you mad. You're like, oh, I just want to know the answer to this riddle. God damn it. And he's like, it's so easy. You'll, you'll figure it out. And he's like, and you can't figure it out. And it's breaking you and who you are inside. And he's like, and then... If you figure it out, you be, you become ah yes, did it, I did it. But if like if you eventually get told the answer, and you think ah oh, shit, ah it's that, the intrigue is gone. Yeah. And so that that mystery becomes like, it's it's evaporated. And I think I was wondering that myself. Is like, is that with all mysteries in life? If we get found the truth of their mysteries, is that it? Is that them gone? And, and that's what I've always I've questioned myself on loads of occasions as well when I'm chasing the mystery, serious things in life. Is it just the ego? Is it just that ego that's taken over as well? Yeah. But then there's also a, the other side of my mind saying that no, it's a little voice telling you. But it's like trying to separate the ego from the real inner voice. It's like the two, the, the spiritual dilemma of the two sides. Yeah. Well, you always have the um, the yin and the yang of life. Well, that will constantly be with you for the rest of your life, just like it will be with all of us. But I think as long as you're aware of like what you feel in your heart is the right direction, then I don't think you can do no wrong. And I think that's I think what's so funny is as well. I was just thinking in my head there, I had a thought there, like that little the, the like what you said there, the yin, yin and the yang, the sort of the mist that the mysterious like of trying to like the mystery of trying to sort of like decipher mm. what's the good and what's the bad of like the ego and the sort of that real inner voice that wants to guide you in the right place. That's sort of like one of the biggest mysteries in life. Trying to like, and I think the part of the journey is to try and figure that, learn that voice, and try and figure it out. That's what I find anyway. Wow. So Dan, what do you think is the biggest mystery in life? Shit. You touched on it there. <laughs> I wanna know. Shit. <laughs> um, this is this is a this is a that's a big question that because I think within the human experience, there's like I said before, there's so many mysterious things going on all around us. In all honesty, I have to ask myself what mystery am I asking myself every single day? Mm. And the mysteries I'm asking myself every single day is what the hell is a human experience? Every single day, I'm like every single night when I go to bed, and this is this has been every single night for probably for the last two and a half years. I lie in my bed, and every single night before I go to bed, I'm just lying there, and I'm just in absolute amusement, and I'm just looking up at the ceiling, and I just see it myself. What the hell is this? <laughs> do you ever do that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done that. And I, I've, like, really tried to open my mind to actually the possibilities of understanding it, but I don't think we're meant to. I don't think we're meant to understand it, you know. That's interesting. I, I, I'm not I'm not too sure if you are. But I still, 
why, I still don't understand the why every single night I'm going to bed and I'm just lying in my bed and it's, it's I'm not it's not like with um, negativity asking the question it's mm-hmm. with like fun and positivity like, I'm just lying there and I'm just laughing my head off and I'm just like what the hell is this <laughs> come on what the hell is it it's amazing I do it though every single day so what is your little inner voice here at that point then go to sleep <laughs> Stop being an idiot and get yourself to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> See, like this to me, like what what did I think was the biggest mystery in life, right? And honestly, like I really wanted to find the answer. What I thought was the biggest mystery in life, and I thought, like, well, there's so many mysteries in life, and it's like it's impossible to come to terms with like what's the biggest truth, Lee. So I was thinking, well, what is the creation of the universe? Like, where is the end of the universe? What is the purpose of the universe? And so are the biggest mysteries in life about us? Like, but there was one mystery to me, which was something else completely. And it's, does a tree make a sound if no one is there to hear it? That's interesting, that. And that to me is a mystery. And But it's a mystery that made me smile. And it gives me understanding of like that, what mysteries have been always about us. Like, it made me think like, this mystery it actually gives me a more bigger perspective on life than anything else. That really does, because it makes me think, like, so if this tree collapsed, I couldn't understand it. Like, what is the sound? And I, I, I grew in so much just by that one question. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that loads of times when I've been walking through the woods. I've been questioning myself that all the time, right? But that ties into the air uh, that sort of the um, observation theory. Have you heard of the observation theory? Is it like the, the fish in the water? Well, no, no, basically, right, so the observation theory is, right, is, it might be, and I might just be getting it wrong, but uh, anyway, but the observation theory, which, which to my understanding, right, is sort of, so when you were said there, when the tree was, obser- when you were observing the tree, and, like, if you've seen the tree fall, you can fall, but you were seeing if you weren't there, you wouldn't know if the tree had fallen? No, nah, hear it. Hear it, sorry, yeah. But that's the same thing as sort of like, so there's a theory, right, talking about sort of, so basically there's a theory, right, that there's no such thing as sort of real existence, right? So everything only becomes real at the moment of existence Existence when it's observed. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, the universe is only alive because sort of you're alive. So then that says to me, like you said before, is it is the is the tree, is the universe is the human experience, is this podcast now just in an imagination? And I've questioned myself that loads of times. Whose imagination? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's. That's what I'm saying. Is this conversation just in my imagination? Are you just in my imagination? Are the listeners listening to this podcast in my imagination? Are we just the imagination and someone who, one person who's listening to this podcast walking around now? Damn. That's a question I've been asking myself. And that's... Um, and that ties into sort of what is the human experience? Is just is life just a collection of memories in the sa- inside the mind of one person? That's what like I know what you mean. It's a fascinating concept. Um, it may I, generally it was like the same thing with like me with the coffee cup. It was like is my is my life dependent on? Sorry, is my universe mm-hmm. dependent on something completely external and just irrelevant in someone else's universe? You know what I mean? Like, if my if if someone was living in a coffee cup, in my mind, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm fascinated with this bloody coffee coffee yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if someone was actually living in this coffee cup, and they are completely unaware of the external of like of my world, and I control every single bit of their universe, including the destruction, like, and I'm so irrelevant 
like to someone else you know what i mean i could be in someone else's coffee cup right now and they could be just about to drink me you know what i mean I'm, here's something though like do you do you know what this is this is far so many out, this possibilities. Is very, this, is, this is far out there this question i want to ask you right i've thought about this mm-hmm. but back to like the imagination of like being in the imagination of someone's mind so if you if you actually imagine it, imagine sort of like a fictional character in your mind, mm. and you really you you actually in your mind with your own like human brain you actually design what he looks like everything, mm. but he's just like a fictional character in the sense of the word. Is that is that character actual actually real if you've actually imagined imagined them in your mind? Yeah, that depends. Like, so if, see, if it you, depends on your version. See, real though, you have it? like ayahuasca ceremonies and things like that, and mm. they actually like imagine like sort of a they have like not imagine, but people like have meet meet dragons and things like that. Are they if they if they are are them are them dragons actually real? Do you, because I think they are. I think consciously they are. I don't think phys- in a physical world would not. But That's what I'm saying. Though, but how do you define consciously to the physical world? Like how do you define the non-physical world of imagination to the mm-hmm. physical world? That's like that's the paradigm, paradigm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the fish. Like the fish can only see certain things. Like what can you not see in that analogy? You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I know what you mean. It's interesting. It's isn't very it? interesting. Yeah, it's like, but then it, it it also to me it gives you what is your definition of real? Like what is the how much emphasis of real do you want to give this conscious character? Because if I think if it's just a conscious character in my dream, which I've had millions of conscious characters in my own dreams, do I bring them to life? Probably for a brief moment in time, I do. But after that, and when they disintegrate into existence in the far reaches of my mind, I'm thinking, maybe maybe they are still real, but it, do they hold any relevance? Maybe maybe they do as well, but maybe not. It's so fascinating, fascinating because when you said the dream there, because obviously I've had I've had a deep, few deep dreams and I've been lucid dreaming a lot more. And like I, I question myself and I, I don't think it is but I, I still question myself with it is that just like a sense of my imagination or I'm just like when I meet a character in the dream am I just sort of imagining that person mm. and that's been there but in the sense so then it makes us also ask the question am I just imagining you because that sense of reality is no different from dream of you and you when you yeah. have a real vivid lucid dream and that's what's fascinating about this, dream, <laughs> this, this reality right now <laughs> I mean how much of this I mean if you wake up like as a completely new being you know what I mean? But you still had the relevant life experiences of this one in your mind. Exactly. You think, wow, who's that Chris, who's that Chris Hopper? I need to find out who that guy was because he was an awesome character. But then you ask everyone in this, in your new reality and you're like, wait there, that guy doesn't exist. And everyone's like, there's been no one ever like that. And then all of a sudden you're actually thinking like, wait there, that guy was actually, he was white, whereas everyone in this world is purple. Yeah. It's like, what, what's going on? What's, where is this reality? I was I was reading some of the other day, right? And it was talking about how, and this is this was crazy. This as well, and this is another big mystery as well. But it was a thought I had in my mind, and I, when I was questioning the human experience and what is a human experience, mm. and I was reading the book, um, yeah, the Cosmic Serpent by Jeremiah Aubrey, and it was actually it's, it was talking about how the average human being, right, is made up of a hundred thousand billion cells. <sighs> Obviously, that's according to some estimates, mm-hmm. but roughly, you know what I mean. But that, if that's right, right, it means that there's approximately 1.2, sorry, 125 billion DNA cells in the human body. Wow. In the human body. And, and that actually corresponds, right, to 70 round trips between Saturn and the Sun. <sighs> so your DNA, right, and my DNA, and the listeners' DNA in this now, right, can actually, is long enough, right, to wrap around the Earth 5 million times. 
wrap your head around that. <laughs> How could you? you know what I mean? Exactly. What the hell is it? No, what the hell's ma- DNA? What the hell's the human experience, man? No, could you imagine? Ask me, it now. Imagine on all them DNA cells. Imagine if there was all another universes in each and every single one of them. I mean, who's to say there's not? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's and that's interesting. You said that because um, I was reading a bit of philosophy, right? And it was talking about how we're actually sort of magnificent and I can't say that word magnificent mm-hmm. and insignificant at the same time. And obviously, it just depends on how far you zoom out. Like you said there, if you look at if you zoom into the DNA cells, you're going mm. to see colonies of matter. If you zoom out, you're also going to see different. You know what I mean? So there's worlds within, there's worlds without. And um, it's very interesting because if, if even if you just take the human body for example, we have sort of like an entire ecosystem of bacteria that's all sort of cooperating all together. Yeah. So inside of all us, there's sort of worlds and sort of universes of like you said in the DNA of universes of sort of like biological matter there all the time. Wow. <laughs> right, but on the other side as well, we're sort of, we're basically nothing, if you think about it, on the cosmic scale. So if yeah. you zoom out of ourselves, we're basically nothing. You know what I mean? On the, If you look at the, uh, compare the universe, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if you think about our galaxy, right, our galaxy is sort of tiny when you compare it with the whole universe. Mm-hmm. But then what does that make, make us? <sighs> so then if we're, if we're everything to a back, to a, to a, a a bit of bacteria, but then we're nothing in the universe. Yeah, definitely. We're completely irrelevant to how to this external force, which is on a much grander scale than we are. But it's, then again, there's internal forces in probably inside of us that we are a much external grand scale than they are. So the, the constant—it's even to the minutest being, the minutest like specimen of bacteria. Like, it, does that actually think that it's that? There's like universes inside of that, you know what I mean? Exactly. But are we questioning? We are we questioning sort of like we could be. We could just be like you used the when you said before. Is the sort of like universes within just one strand of DNA? Like, are we just a DNA? Are we and you just a form of DNA now? But we don't realise it. Someone else. Yeah, someone else. Someone else in the body of someone else. <laughs> it's fascinating, man, isn't it? And because it's very interesting. Because I was thinking about this. We're sort of like a, it puts your life into perspective, though, doesn't it? Of course it does. But it's amazing as well, though, because it works both ways. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating. It's amazing. It's exciting. But the thing is, though, I was thinking about this before because we're sort of we're like a, um, we're cell at the Earth, right? But the Earth is a cell at the universe, mm. so that makes us sort of tiny and tiny and irrelevant at the same time. But on the other side, we're sort of we're also like an Earth to a cell and a universe to an atom. Yeah. So I we're agree. everything. So also being nothing, but also everything. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something I want to ask uh, you, I'll, right? Sorry, man. Uh, I was just going to say, like, um, have you ever heard, like, the Eckhart Tolle expression, um, you are the universe expressing itself as a human being for a short while? I think I have sort I of, love sort that. of seen I that. I love, love that. Like, that is just, that puts it's all into perspective right there. It does. Here's something I want to ask you, right? What mystery would you actually want to uncover? Would I want to uncover? Uh-huh. Well, if I'm only allowed to pick one... I'll pick, and this is. A I've, hard, I've actually given this some thought to be honest, because I was thinking about this quite a while. But I'd like to know completely if I'd the one mystery. All right, Nelson, is there another version of all of us out there? But Whoa. then again, maybe like I'm not meant to know. Like, yeah, I don't think we'll how, know, know any of the mysteries. What to think though? So I'm just thinking, like, if I knew that, right? If I knew there was like other versions of me out there in parallel worlds. How would that alter me in this world? Like, maybe I'm too scared to know. It's just like, 
It's just like anybody. They don't like seeing other sides of themselves, which is unknown. And that to me is like, I'd love to uncover it because I'd love to know. But what, like, what exactly? What could you learn though? If you if you found another parallel universe of yourself, what could you learn from that character? What could they learn from you? Exactly. That's why I, I would love to uncover that one because there'd be so much endless possibilities. He could teach me so much of like their experience. Like if there were so many parallel worlds out there, and they say like you've done. If there was, the, there is a possibility of parallel worlds out there, and you've done every single thing imaginable in them parallel worlds, mm-hmm. because that's so vast the universe that you can actually do this. And I was thinking to myself, well, in them other parallel worlds, like how are they completely separate from me? And I would love to like understand each and every single one of me in them. Yeah, because I would love to know if deep down that's just me. If that's if we're all just me. Here's something, right? Though, what if, what if you could like spend one day, right, in a parallel universe, and you went at this one, but you didn't know what parallel universe you're gonna go into, and you just went at this one parallel universe, and it was just obviously you, you were sitting there yeah. at your desk on your computer, this big, big, massive fat guy eating Cheetos, eating McDonald's, never exercises. <laughs> what would you say to him? I'd say. In my world, Legend. in my world, you were. I was a fourteen when I, when I was in that world. <laughs> so maybe I'll be like, "What do you say? Give us a crisp." Yeah, I'll be like, oh, what, "Let me try these." <laughs> no, but am um, I, 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 I like to, I like to see I'd explore everything about that world. But then again, like they'd probably come to my world and be like, "Well, are you doing exactly what you'd see like you'd be doing in this world?" Because then I'd be thinking. Well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not exploring everything what I could be, and I'd have to just do what I could do in that parallel world. Let's just take me time and just enjoy the journey, and just. That's an interesting thing, though. Does that does does a Chris Hopper who's in all these different parallel worlds? Are they all different? Are they conscious? Oh, yeah. Consciousness I think, all different. I think they will be. Yeah, I, I think they would be as well. But I think each I think each single being in the, these parallel worlds is also a part of you, and I think you will show a character trait. Of each and every single one of them throughout your life. Have you seen the film Mister Nobody yet? Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched that yet. I, I was saving it for this weekend actually. You're gonna have to watch it because that's sort of linked to the parallel universes of you having living like hundreds of different lives and experiencing them all at the full. Wow. So you have to watch that film. I will do. Amazing will do. film. How about yourself, anyway, Dan? What's that? Um... So, for, so I've I've thought about this a few times, and I've actually changed my mind quite a lot of this. Hmm. But like, if I had to pick one. I would want, I'd honestly want to know what happened before we were here and what happens after. Yeah. And that is a big mystery. I'm just like, for all my life, right, I've really been fascinated sort of by the um, by the soul and what happens when we die. I've always been fascinated. I've always asked myself the question of, of is the soul just sort of like an energy that transfers mm. like from your body to another body? Are we reincarnated and things like that? I keep asking myself as well on loads of occasions mm-hmm. because I'm in the position now in my mind where I mean, I don't know because I don't. We don't know anything, right? Yeah. I understand that, but I'm I have the belief in my mind that I, I know that I'm not my body. I just feel it. I feel that I'm not my body. Yeah. So then, if I'm not my body, and I really do feel that, then I've got to ask myself: Is is this sort of consciousness coming from outside of us? Is it being projected from somewhere else? And that's from, what I that's what I keep asking myself. So from where does force so yeah? So where does so if I am not my body, where does sort of consciousness fit in the world? Is it like, I keep asking myself, is it just a product of the brain? Or is it absolutely found everywhere in the universe? It's mm. sort of consciousness itself is just having an experience f- through me. Wow. That's, that's, 
I would give you a huge understanding of what life is like, wouldn't it? But what would you do when you know that answer? Maybe my head would explode. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Conscious bomb. No, but I think I, I don't think we're, we're really ever we're ever going to know that question. I think that we're the nature. It's nice to generalize. Exactly. It, I think that we're the nature of the game set up, though. It's it's for that reason to to not to not really understand that question. You know what I mean? It's, I don't think anybody we, in humanity is meant to understand that question. Yeah. Exactly. Here's something I want to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. This is awesome, by the way. This podcast. <laughs> oh, it is like. Yeah. Right, here's cause someone, here's something I want to ask you, though, right? What is one of the biggest mysterious things that you found? And I, I know that sort of everything's like a constant changing cycle, right? But at this current point in your life, what is one of the sort of the biggest mysteries that you found? Um, the biggest mystery I've found is how the hell am I even here? Yeah, and that sort of ties in what I just said before about yeah, the human experience, isn't it? Definitely, I, like it's I, interesting. It was when you said you were lying on your bed and you're saying, "What is this?" Stuff? Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Is like I felt the exact same, and I thought like. As soon as you said that, I thought like I resonated with it so much. Do you not think it's so interesting though how how me and you are sort of asking that same question? I know for a fact other people's mm. asking that same question as well. I like even there's some importance to that question. I know there is. Dan, I I even like to take the spiritual aspect out of it completely and actually put the scientific aspect in it because I think it's much more like spiritual and deep connection. That's the thing though. The scientific point of view comes back to the spiritual point exactly, of view. Exactly, the two worlds intertwine, don't they? I mean, if you look at it from a scientific perspective, like you were that sperm cell that made it to the egg on that specific day at that specific time, then you have a one in 420 trillion chance of being here. Exactly. How spiritual is that? How spiritual is that? That is so deep. I mean, if you actually look at them odds, right? Whether it was like a pre-programmed plan from the universe or whatever. I mean, if you take those odds seriously, then this was the, my biggest mystery I found and biggest understanding. It was life is the ultimate gift. And it should be treated as such. I cannot honestly, I cannot e- emphasize any more on that because it's so clear to me. Like, if if it is, if we were only here, four hundred and twenty trillion to one, we're never going to get that back. Exactly. It, and take away all the parallel worlds, take away all these um, co- all these reincarnations. If we are only here for this one brief moment in time, like science says we are, and that's it, we turn to dust, and our consciousness is gone. And just treat this, what we've got right now is the ultimate fucking gift because uh-huh. we can't get rid of it. it. We're here. We are here inside of this beautiful planet. What we have right now is epic. But it, then also as well, though, we, we've also got to accept on the other side as well that we have the ability to think of mysteries in your mind. And exactly. <laughs> so, cheers them. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. How about yourself, Dan? What were you thinking um, is your biggest mystery that you found? So this is an interesting one because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna like sort of I'll pinpoint and you know what I mean. There's so many more. Like I could yeah. see that I could like see again. There's, there's so there's so many. One thing that I've really found fascinating and sort of understand. I feel I like understand a bit of truth about it as well. A bit more truth about the mystery of it mm. is the, the human mind. Even though I still don't know what the hell it is. Mm. But I was actually thinking about this, and like we were talking about dreaming before. If you think about the human mind, you can sort of the human mind can actually you can visualize certain things. You can dream. You can actually it's pre-proven now that the of the the mind can actually heal the body. And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of I, I mean I don't really understand this understand this to the fullest, right? But there's a lot of like scientists who talk about actually how the mind sort of what we're seeing now is actually sort of a creation of the mind. Yeah. So we're looking through the lens of our eyes, but our mind sort of like creating the thing itself. In projecting the thing, projecting the sort of the vision to us, 
So our our view our view of reality is actually just in our mind, and wow. obviously a lot of scientists talk about that. And then obviously I was asked I was also raising the question to myself as well is because it seems to me right with the human mind. This I thought about this loads of times. The human mind on some days can like can be your biggest best friend, but there's there's so many occasions where it's sort of it's it's negative towards you. Yeah. So if we were in, if say if you were in control of the human mind, I thought about this. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be like um? Wouldn't it be like a better place to live in? Do you, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But would you really get the whole aspect of life? Would, I I don't know. Would, would you just create like life is like a belief system where it's just like all perfectly entwined to what you want? Because I believe like life itself gives you challenges in order to make you grow as a person. If we take away that um the whole challenges of growth and we all have this transfixed mindset, I think we maybe we lose the whole possibility for growth in learning experiences I, I agree with that i completely agree with that but then that raises the question to me right so if that is the case and we're not obviously not in control of our mind mm-hmm. then who is <laughs> I, yeah, I honestly i've questioned that myself i thought like is ev- is every single thing around me right now controlling my thoughts and and i actually came to the conclusion that i thought it is i thought like yeah like every single thing like from if I stand out in the garden right now and I actually look around and I actually see like the beautiful plants, what's making me think they're beautiful? Uh-huh. Is my perception of them beautiful? When I look at a house, do I actually see like a prison or do I see a home? I see a beautiful home which I can raise a family in and I can create a life for. Or like whereas another person would see a trap. You know what I mean? Like so many different like, but what's made me think them is just, and I think it's been everything else. I think it's been a completely conundrum of every single thing i've went through in my life it's just created my thoughts i don't think it's been me i think it's been every single everything else that's what i was thinking in my head though could be as well like the sort of the influence could be also stem all the way to the alternative chris's what, well. uh, what do you would... understand what i mean so the alternative chris's in, the, in another reality mm. living another life another alternative chris's another reality maybe they sing see things maybe, different yeah but maybe all that's interconnected as well so Maybe. then, all their all their sort of um, all their influences their life sort of also attached to your consciousness and influence your perspective in this life. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. I think that's a fascinating concept to take. Oh, I had a good point there. I completely forgot what it was. You know, where your mind just goes into these whole tangents, and you're like, okay, and there it is. There, no, that's it. That's the it, one. You can't pull it, can you? <laughs> no, you can't pull it back. If it comes to us, I'm gonna pop in and say right. like. Dan, this is something I we want to ask you, right? And we all throughout this podcast right now, we've just talked about all these beautiful mysteries that life throws at us and what we'd love to find out and stuff like that. But let me switch it. Let me mix it up. What do you think is is there any mysteries out there that maybe we shouldn't find? And I think probably all of them. Wow. I, honestly, I think probably I think I really really think down deep down all of them. Because I I keep honestly, I keep asking myself this all the time. Because I keep asking myself, like I said, when I was lying in my bed, and I'm asking myself, what is a human experience? Mm. I've I've honestly got to ask myself, right? If I found out that, if I really did, really found out that answer, and something just come out and just said one million percent, hundred percent truth, this is what it is. Mm. I think I'd be disappointed. I really do. Honestly, I really do. Me telling you about the riddle. Exactly. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what's up. But then, listen though, two seconds. Yeah, no, But then, then on the other side as well, though, and I've said this a few times in a few podcasts, right? The fact that I'm also seeking it is it the fact that I'm meant to be seeking it? 
Yeah, true. Man. It's another dilemma again in the mind. Like, even though you don't want to know the truth, you have to search for the truth. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> even though I don't really want it, I'm still... No one want to search it. <laughs> it's just so much of a dilemma. What are you going to say there? So what, what do you think about that? Do you think there's... I would love to know your answer. Do you, th- do you think there's any any mysteries that we shouldn't find? Um, as much as I love your answer, I, th- I thought it was amazing. I, I actually thought like this and I like... If I could try and break it down to one right now and how it would affect global humanity mm. in, in one. Oh, I like that. I like, I like that. And I thought she thought to myself like... I think what we shouldn't find out right now is if there's life on other planets. Wow, really? Yeah, I really do. And I, I had to think about this one. I, I thought about this for a, for a long time, actually. Um, and I thought, like, I think there'll be too much of a complete change in the whole world that maybe we're not ready for. Would we automatically just hit, like, all panic stations? Like, I don't think we'd be completely at a point where we'd be culturally accepting other beings. I mean, at this minute, like, we're going to war with nations who are different than us. Com- now imagine if we found out about another species which is completely different immediately our my our this conditioned mind would think of it as a hostile event and would be pairing but humanity no, in the wrong his, way here's something though as well though but it, would that not also sort of if that did if see if they come out tomorrow and said life is on another planet would that not also that would also dis- d- diminish all the the minor issues on the planet like if- between like between people sort of like fighting wars over sort of um, over race and over religion and things like that. Do you not think they'd have a bigger enemy? But but it would. Some people would have a bigger enemy, but it would diminish it would diminish all the sort of all the hatred on within the planet. But as well, what I've been thinking as well, though, if that scenario did come up where they found life on the planet, it's interesting. We would try and we what we we try and do is we would try and we would try and eventually go over there and try and sort of we would, we would try and instill our values on them just like. You know, like the film Avatar, yeah. where they sort of they, they go over there and they try and instill them and say like, "Oh, you want to, you want to, um, we're going to teach, we're going to give you a school, we're going to teach you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're going to give you materialistic objects." But they didn't want it, obviously. Yeah. But we would try. I think we would try and do that. But the thing is, though, we need to sort our own shit out before we go and sort of put our shit on someone else. That's what I'm because saying. Because we don't even understand ourselves. Yeah, I don't, That's I, the thing. I don't think we're cult- I don't think we've evolved enough as a species to actually accept something as global and as grand as actually aliens out there I really do I don't think we're ready for it but I, I thought it was very interesting what you said there Dan about actually like would it stop all the wars and would it stop all the races and because it might because it, like, it, it might because it would give people it would give people that sort of it would give might give people that that big boost of realisation that there's there's more than these little things yeah maybe but then you would also get people with the pitchforks saying let's go and attack the aliens <laughs> Aliens, yeah. aliens going to my country. I want to take you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I there's think not enough I jobs. Think... <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough jobs here. Aliens taking my, my my job? <laughs> no way, boy. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I'll I put a can in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's going to be many different parts in society, which would be, a, which might be very culturally accepting of this new like alien species, like which would be out there. But then I, I think is another vast amount of human beings out there who I don't think are ready to actually comprehend something and until they evolve and grow to a level where they could be like culturally accepting of something on a grand scale as such as that then I think yeah I think maybe we could meet them at that point because our first instinct would not be hatred or war it would actually be like 
or understand, to to learn, to, to grow, to evolve. Here's something I want to ask you, right? Do you think we'll ever get to a? Do you think we'll ever get to a point where we'll discover all the mysteries? Well, that's a hard question, isn't it? How how can we ever comprehend the entire understanding of all the mysteries? That's in my in our own minds. I mean. Oh, I think our minds would just dissolve. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, like the Matrix. And even if we find out all the knowledge of the universe, right? You know like, like the, you know, you know the film Lucy, though? You know where sort oh, of like yeah. a mind just sort of, she just dissolves into, into a little pro- in, in a eye little, of the program, yeah. yeah. I think it'll like, just be like that. I think, uh, like, I, I was thinking like, here, like, I was thinking, even if we, like, find out all the knowledge of the universe, right? Like, we will ask ourselves straight away, well, what's next? Yeah, I know. What's the next mystery? And we've created the next mystery. So I think we'll always have mysteries. But to be honest, like the understanding that there's no complete future is what makes mysteries to me so much exciting. Yeah, I like that. Have you heard of the um the word? Um it's called it's it's like a Sanskrit word, a word called Leela. Have you ever heard of that word? No, I don't think so. So it's basically it's like Sanskrit for um Eric Clapton song, isn't it? No. <laughs> basically it's Sanskrit for universal playfulness. All right. So I've thought about this. So basically, I've thought about this. So it seems with the mysteries in life, the universe is sort of playing a game with itself. Mm. So, and I honestly think that's what—that's also what our minds are doing. Our minds are sort of using the mysteries of life to play a game with itself. Wow. So maybe just like the universe is creating more and more mysteries, so also is our minds. Then you could ask the question. You could actually ask the question, seeing is my mind the universe? And it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow so Dan here's something that ties in really well right now like um, and this is a hard question to really comprehend and understand like but is the mystery itself what creates the thought oh Jesus Christ um, I think it is because I think I think the mystery itself I've thought about this the mystery through through my life, there's been loads of things of like chasing the unknown and things like that. I've actually sort of, I find that it, the mystery itself can sort of unlock something in your mind. So like it can open up these like sort of new logical pathways that you wouldn't be tapped into. Yeah. So I think it can actually sort of shift your perception on reality and sort of help you evolve to that next level. And um. This is interesting because I've thought, I've thought about this a lot, and I think this is this ties into the process of waking up as well, and what the mystery can do to like a human to make a human wake up, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, for, so when I first started my one of my first things when I first started my journey of sort of like looking outside of the box, yeah, was the Egyptian pyramids. So Graham Hancock touch on, touches on this slightly how he believes that the Egyptian pyramids are actually some sort of like spiritual conscious beacon wow. that is sort of transcending um subconscious subconscious um, information to the minds of, of the masses to wake them up or make them search into the mysteries of self. So you, you can definitely see that the pyramid itself is a mystery. And to tie that into there as well, right, I was reading a book called um, Shivers Down Your Spine, right? And it was talking about how there's actual certain, certain structures, like architecture, can actually be designed to sort of um, stretch your mind and uh, create new maps of reality in your mind. Yeah. So I honestly think, and I don't know if this is just this is a big theory, but I really believe that that's what the Egyptians, being more technologically advanced than we actually think they were, there are a lot more. There were a lot more. Yeah. Actually, had the awareness to to create a pyramid 
that would actually stretch people's perceptional boundaries in the minds and create new maps of reality thousands of years down the line. Wow. And that's what I, th- I honestly think. And, that, that's, and that's what I think a mystery can do. Wow. I think that is a big fascinating that. To be honest, I had the exact same view. Point is here. And I, and I actually thought as well, like, like there is mysteries out there coded from the past that is causing this chain reaction of thought patterns right now in who we are and maybe at that point in civilization they knew the extent of what was actually to happen and they they've created these like conscious beacons to help us evolve and grow by helping us open up the most powerful part in who we are which is our creative psyche Mm -hmm. and if as soon as we open our creative psyche we can create all these beautiful and marvel marvel universes inside of us then that i know then that makes me think though as well right then then that makes me think though as well if they did have that understanding they had had the capability to understand that process of how that would affect like future generations thousands of years down the line yeah what what type of level were their minds on because i know that's just a theory and i was throwing it out there but in a sense it has got some sort of it has got some sort of um truth behind it so if that is the case what type of what type of level of thinking or capability of thinking were they actually at at that time when they were building the pyramids? If that was the case, I think they were completely focused only on one individual task, and that was literally to get this structure. Over but you know what it says to me as well, though, that they if, if that is the tr- true, and to tie in with the Native Americans as well, how they the Native Americans were sort of they had the they had the mindset of where they were. They were thinking ahead of the game. They were just thinking about the next year down the line. So, like us as a civilization, what I noticed, this is myself as well. We're mm. so like sort of focused on, we're so focused on ourselves. We don't actually view what view our implications of what we're actually doing in the now mm-hmm. on the future generations that's coming down the line. Well, we've been conditioned completely different than anybody else since in any part of history, because we've been conditioned through the likes of once in like like these physical ones like we need the new mobile phone we need this new brand new car where is generations like like the Aztecs like the Native Americans they didn't have all this influx they didn't all have all this desire for wants of of external like the Egyptians they they only had this internal peace and they got that through like but, meditation but, but the thing is all, the like, thing is all the, the may have they may have had that Do you don't, I don't know maybe, I don't maybe know. they did maybe they did like find like, maybe they just underst- they understood how to get through that a lot better than we do interesting I don't I don't know if they like I mean have they had the new Galaxy S7 <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good phone <laughs> they might have had something different better could have could have that could have like hell like some people had like a two can and a string and that worked <laughs> <laughs> Here's, here's, a, here's an interesting question, right? And um, I wrote this down because I really wanted to ask you this one, right? And this this really does tie into the mysteries of life. And this is a bit of a fun question, right? But this is what I want to know from you. <laughs> what does your heaven look like? My heaven? You know what, right? This is going to be weird. But I when I was doing all my meditation, like over like 200 days, I, I often got to a point in my meditation, right? Where I was on a beach, and um, and there was another part of me right next to us, and you know what we're doing, right? We're just looking out at the beach, and he would talk to us, and you just see like everything, like what I'm thinking, like you know what, your day is going to be absolutely fine. You're going to have a great day. You're going to be 
your life's going to be amazing and and everything what that like other part of me said came true that day I felt completely at ease in that day and like I just had this I felt like someone was watching my back but in that dream like sorry in that meditation that to me was heaven because I was just like lying on the beach it was like a, everything what I always like fantasized and always wanted to just like live on the beach and just like and I was just sitting there with like this other bit person me just drinking Coronas just watching like all these little boats just drive by and stuff like that and I thought oh, wow this is to me my heaven so you said there right that was in a state of meditation well, mm. that experience where everything you just experienced there you said to me there is literally what you can do in this like this reality now so then that raises a question to me because this is this ties into what my heaven looks like right yeah and I've thought about this and I've asked, asked myself on loads of occasions and um, you can sort of ask yourself ask yourself this question as well yeah what what things would you want in your heaven and for me things that I would want in my heaven would be sort of experiences mm-hmm. challenges yeah mysteries Sex, of course. taste, joy, sound, sight, love. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. All the things that we're experiencing, all the things that we're experiencing now. Exactly. So I want to raise the question to you, right, and ask you this. This is a bit different. Yeah. But are we already in heaven now? That is, from what we're taught, and we have to like look at it and say, yes, we are. This is our heaven. But do you think though there could be like there could be an understanding of like maybe in heaven? We're all constantly given challenges in heaven. Why? Why does people perceive heaven to be this beautiful sitting on the, sitting on the cloud? Yeah, sitting on a cloud, like being having still and just like just having this complete peace. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe the um, heaven is is the place to grow consciousness. Maybe it's the place to gain a challenge, to gain an understanding of life, because what why do you want to have like live a like a happy fulfilled life and then just like go up go up to heaven and just like relax and just uh, yeah this is what i did i had a good life nah I, bullshit I, I think i think heaven is here right now and heaven is a lot more tougher than we actually think heaven is actually a, a lot of people might disagree this heaven is a bitch heaven is actually up there to really push us to our limits to really understand what it is to be human, what it is to be an actual physical being on this planet. I agree. And I was thinking about this as well, and you touched on consciousness there, right? I was actually thinking, what if we are actually connected to more than one heaven? So, so, so we have like ultimate dimensions of heaven, right? And we have all the infinite choices. And obviously, so, so basically, consciousness is this constant cycle. So consciousness sort of transcends into different bodies all over the place, and you just experience different heavens all over the place. I was, I was actually thinking about that because just like we're talking about the universe before the universe is this constant cycle yeah but what if sort of all these different heavens are just a constant cycle of consciousness to experience these different realms <sighs> and as well though just as well because I wanted to say something as well before right because I was actually thinking right because we, we me and you both agree there that this this could be heaven now yeah definitely. but there's going to be I know this because this this, it's going to be people right who's going to say well this can't be heaven because because people's going around killing people. People's, you know what I mean. People's killing people. People's going around starving to death. It's that's not heaven's fault. That's not he- heaven's problem. That's the monkeys running around who actually don't understand they're in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with he- the the thing itself. Heaven. Do you understand what I mean? Does that yeah, make yeah. sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I understand completely. Um, I think it is a, 
is the understanding that I mean, maybe people at this point in life that don't actually want to accept where they are. They want to be blaming other people's for their actions, for their completely changing like their whole understanding of life based on the external. Where is truthfully, if we actually, if we thought heaven was here right now, we would make heaven here right now. I know I would. I like that. that that's completely true. Here's something, right, though. And I, this is another a very interesting question I want to ask you, right? But if you could ask God one question, what would you ask him? I'd say, uh, Donald, <laughs> how are you doing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing it. Uh, I just say, uh, Mr. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> sir. I'd be like, you know what? Thank you for everything you've done. I'm, I'm not going to ask you a question. I don't want to just, I just don't want to be like, I, what I've been given right now in life is, I just want to say thank you. Honestly, I don't. I don't need to know anything else. Like I've been given so much right now, you've, like through this podcast, through my life and what I've been given. Why do I need to know more? I've been given something so beautiful, and like I want to keep going back to that four hundred twenty trillion to one chance of being here. I'm just going to say thank you for giving us that, and I'm not going to let it down. What about yourself? By the way, that is the best best answer I've ever heard on this podcast by a million miles. By the way, wow! Because I've just realised, I've just realised, right? Because I was actually thinking, what would I ask God when I was actually going over my mind there, my trailer thought, asking myself, what would I ask God? And you just come out and said you wouldn't even ask him a question because you just understand the beauty that's in front of you now. Yeah. And I think that is an absolute beautiful question because I understand now the thought process I was going through trying to ask questions. Is that is uh, now I'm realizing that's me ego wanting to know more. I love that, by the way. Honestly, loved it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to <laughs> say the thought that I had, but I will say it. But that's. I think we should. We should literally. <laughs> we should just end the podcast there because that's the best answer. Honestly, I really, I really believe that. Like, well, but let let I'll let let I'll tell you what my ego is saying. Let's clear. Let's clear <laughs> with the ego. Let's clear my ego. So I would ask God, what is the nature of reality? Well. And then he'd probably just tell you exactly what I've just told you. Exactly, probably <laughs> would. He probably exactly, probably <laughs> would. And, and the thing is, I've also thought about that, and I probably wouldn't like the answer. Wow, I really think that. But here's something as well that's tying in that right, which uh, bring another de- uh, dimension to the question. Right, I would honestly like to ask God. Right, why do we actually only get to see sort of a sliver of this real reality? Oh, and I've thought about this as well, and I was actually thinking in my head. Right, maybe. Maybe we're actually just losing sight with the real reality, because it's clear to, see, to me that we are becoming something else, right? But have we actually? Are we actually, with technological advances and us becoming something else, are we actually losing touch with sort of a spiritual reality or a spiritual realm? Are we actually? Because it's clear to say that we're losing touch with nature. Mm. Maybe not. Like maybe we're just losing sight. Maybe we're losing sight of it. I, I've, I think I've definitely like, I've used the internet so much more now than in. I think right now I've grown spiritually, very more spiritual since been doing this because I think it's opened me up, and I think and and I think the internet has played a part in that, and it's and it's made me explore more. I, I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for the internet. Yeah, I agree. I agree definitely because I I do when I watch when I do watch certain like motivational videos or see other people experiencing the world it, it, it encourages me to ex- want to experience the world yeah and like here's an example as well when uh, lately i've been um like watching on youtube watching uh like people going out on the mountain bikes and hitting trails and going down dead fast 
and that encouraged, that encouraged me to go out there and buy a bike and go and hit the trails myself. So in a way, I do agree, I do agree with you. But on the other side as well is, I do see that that the that balance between them two worlds of losing touch of that I do see that on a on a grand scale, as a human race, we're becoming something else, and I do st- still see that we are becoming something else. Like how here's something I want to ask you, right? Because how oh, I've asked me, I've raised myself this question, and I'm not doing it enough myself. But do you really get out and go into nature, like? As much as I want to. As much as you, sh- you, not as much as you want to, as, as much, much as, as you I know should. you should be. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. And I and I'm in it a lot. Well, how how often how often do you like really? How often do you just take your bare feet off and just walk with your feet in the sand? How often do you walk with your bare feet and then just stand with your bare feet in puddles? Yeah. Because I don't I don't think we're doing it enough, and that's for myself. It's and that's why I think we're losing touch with something that would. We don't understand. Maybe that's the biggest point to take away from this. Maybe it is to just to understand that there's something much more out there that we need to und- undiscover, that we need to discover. Sorry, and it always it'll always stem back to us, just to, just to being like a bit more free. Keep keeping on there. Keeping on the theme. So I want to ask you oh. this: keeping on the theme of what what else is out there. Biggest question of the day: What does your god look like? <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, I don't know, like, to the depths of what my God would look like, but when I feel, like, when I hear guidance, it's completely different. Like, when you calm your mind and your focus is on, like, the heaven, like, in me, for me, like, my meditation was heaven, like, within each breath, like, you just hear your own voice, and to me, that was the most comfortablest voice I can have. So, so my God, and maybe not in an ego form was me i like that that's really good i like i love that by the way and that's sort of interesting because so what you what you said there your god is your god is you Mm -hmm. do you think that we are all our own gods yeah i do actually i do i certainly do because i think we are the ultimate god that creates our own choices we create our own life we create our own heaven so maybe we are our own gods yeah i like that how do you feel like that? What is, how do you feel that like your God looks like? What do you feel? So, I've thought about I've I've thought about this right, and I actually so I actually wanted to so I knew I was going to ask you that question right. So I wanted to, I actually set thought in my mind I want to say something funny here right, mm-hmm. but then the fact of trying to say something thinking of to say something funny here and going over it in my mind uh-huh. actually took away. The funniness from the question took away the beauty from the question. Yeah. So I just so I, what I did is I sat down and I said to myself, "Come on, Dan, what what really what does your God look like?" And I thought about it and I thought about it and I couldn't I couldn't I kind of I still can't now like visualize anything in my mind. I can't visualize like a certain person. So to me, my God must be non physical. Wow. So I thought in my head, what what what. What holds up all life in, in in the world? Yeah, wow. And it seems to me that there's this sort of this universal energy that flows through everything, through birds, animals, ants, plants, objects, matter, everything. There's this universal energy, and it's very interesting because Wilhelm Reich he talked about it. Yeah. Nikola Tesla talked about it, this universal energy that flows through all life. I, for me, honestly, I think God is sort of a non-physical energy that sort of animates through all different things. Yeah, that was absolutely so deep and it's so profound. You, 
it's an awakened it's an awakened mind. And to be honest, you've been given an amazing gift. And just like everyone else on this planet, they have been given this amazing gift. And it's up to us to just explore it. Definitely. I love that and I think we should wrap it up there. And just before Sweet. we do wrap it up though, I want to just say to the listeners, thanks so much for listening to the podcast and I would just we would both love to know what your gods look like. Yeah. <laughs> and Peace. your and your mysteries. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace, everyone. I love you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And like we said at the end, we would love you guys to comment on our Facebook page or even reach out to us and let us know what your gods look like. We would love to know. And if you guys really do believe in what we're doing with the podcast, please just take a few minutes, check out our Patreon page and support the podcast. And if you can, you can even just pledge $1 and every single bit helps. And it will really help us take this thing to the next level. So thanks so much again for just listening to the podcast. We really do love you all. Keep seeking everyone and we'll catch you next week in the next episode. Peace.